This is a super special episode of our show in celebration of a huge milestone. The Pilates Business Podcast is officially one. And thanks to the support of you guys, of all of you amazing listeners, this show has been downloaded tens of thousands of times. And so in celebration, We're going to mark this moment with an overview of our most popular shows, offering you a roundup of some of those not to miss insights and support that I've shared with you over the course of the last year and that you can apply directly to growing your studio business. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm thrilled that you're here with me today because it's a big day, you guys. The Pilates Business Podcast is one year old. Now, before I dive into the tips and insights that I'm going to share with you today from our most downloaded episodes, I want to take a minute to do a couple of things. First, I want to say a huge thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing and for sharing our show. It's because of you that we have reached this amazing milestone and um, been able to continue on sharing all of this amazing knowledge. The feedback that I get from you is overwhelmingly positive, um, and that and you know it it really is wonderful to know that I am reaching you at moments when you perhaps need it most. Second of all, I really want to share a huge thank you to my guests that have joined me this last year. I have got quite a a great, wonderful roundup of folks who are going to be coming in to record with me over the coming weeks and months that I'm really excited to share with you. And it's because of those guests who come on and are willing to be so open um, about sharing their journeys, their ups and downs, the ins and outs of running a studio business, an online studio business, and all of those other businesses that support our industry. That's what makes, um, that's what gives us some really, really amazing insight and tips for that I can share with all of you. So with our most positive and grateful mindset shared, let dive back into some of the nitty gritty. And I'm going to share with you an overview um, and then some of the insights, the top insights um, of the most downloaded episodes of the last year, because behind the scenes of running a podcast, I see what the data looks like. Just like you have data in your studio business, I can see what episodes are really popular, which ones get downloaded most. Um, And so I want to share with you some of those tips from some of those episodes. Okay. So the very first episode that I want to share with you is actually from our second episode ever, which is called Building Your Brand, my top five tips. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's one of those foundational, fundamental um, marketing and business and branding uh, episodes where I cover some really deep insights about all of those things. But I'm going to share some of the top tips with you here today. So it's very specific to 
those studio owners who perhaps feel that they are in a very crowded marketplace. And, you know, we are in a crowded marketplace. Our clients are being bombarded with, with different ways they can move their bodies every day, right? And, it, and it's a very competitive industry because, you know, once we get clients, they do tend to stick around if they like what we do. And so when we are trying to find a way to stand out, it can feel quite challenging, but it is absolutely within your reach. And if you're able to do that, you'll find yourself with a wait list of clients. Trust me, I've seen it. A lot of my, my studio owners are in that position and they have clients who come back to them week after week, month after month, and for many, many years. So how can you ensure your studio and business and you as a teacher even stand out from the crowd? Okay. Couple of tips for you. Number one, you want to get clear on what defines what makes you do special. And that often comes from your values, your purpose, and the way that you do what you do. And this can be very challenging. This is actually one of the most, the trickiest things um, that I think there is that we can be doing in our business, but it's really, really important to take the time to reflect on what that is for you. And then once you know what that is, honestly, it's really important to share that. And it sounds simple and sounds obvious and sounds straightforward, but we often trip up on where we should share it and how we should share it. But we want to make sure that we're talking about these things that make you unique very, very frequently in your marketing messaging, even to the clients who already know you. Okay. So we want to make sure you know what you're, you're all about. We want to know your brand values, what your brand promises, what your purpose is. And then we want to make sure that we are regularly referring to that in all of the different ways that we communicate and interact with your clients. So if you want to hear a bit more about that, go back to episode number two, building your brand, my top type, top five tips, and you'll get all of the insights over there. Now, my next set of tips I'm going to share are taken from another really popular episode and a very, very popular topic, something that I talk about a lot with all of my Thrive studio owners. And that is how to make the first session a mega success. And this is an episode that aired um, just a few months ago. And I'd really encourage you to go back and scroll back and listen to that one as well. It's episode 25. And, you know, every studio owner and teacher knows the amount of focus and effort that goes into bringing a new client into the studio for the first time, right? You've put up that website, you've put out that intro package pricing, you've done a lot of marketing to get that person in the door. But what happens during that very first session is just as important because it can make the difference between that client walking out the door and never coming back or having them come back in again and turning into that very loyal, um, long-term client that we know and love. Now, the number one goal of that first session is quite simple. It's to get them to come back to the studio. Okay. And the ideal is that they come back as soon as possible. And you might feel like that is something that is out of your control completely, but let me tell you, you have a lot of influence over those two things, when they come back and whether they come back. And you can do that with intentional planning that you can organize around three sort of key touch points, all right? Three times in that first session that really make all the difference. So number one is when your client arrives, you want to make sure you want to make them very comfortable. You want to welcome them warmly. 
um, and show them around, perhaps introduce them by name to other clients or other teachers, other instructors. You want them to feel as comfortable in your space as they do in their own home. Because when someone walks into any fitness studio, whether it's a Pilates studio, a bar studio, or a yoga studio, there is an element of intimidation that is just natural for them to feel. The sooner you can remove that for them, the more willing they will be to move into that next sort of phase of feeling comfortable and trusting you. Okay. So you want to make sure that you make them feel comfortable as soon as possible. Now, during that first session, there's a lot that happens, right? And this is when you want to just be thoughtful about what you want to introduce and what you want them to do. If you're in a class, if you're teaching a class and you have a new client, it's really important to use their name and encourage them and take the time to make them feel like they are um, absolutely in the right place and that they, they are doing everything as well as you would expect them to do. Okay. You also want to share a little bit of insight about what it's like to be a client at your studio. Tell them a little bit about what that looks like and what that feels like. This is a good time to share a client success story. Okay. With my studio owners inside of Thrive, I do give people some, uh, some scripts and some examples of what that might look like because every studio is different, but there is often a quite a few opportunities to sort of weave in some of those types of um, conversations. And then finally, the very end of that first session, it's really, really important to wrap things up on a very positive note. You want to make sure that you know how they're feeling and what they're thinking before they leave the studio about whether or not they're going to come back. Okay. You might want to step into that role of being that leader of being, of guiding them forward and make some recommendations for a particular class, perhaps combinations of classes or teachers that would be a great fit for them. Right. Now, if you want to listen into the full episode and even more details, and you have even more questions about this particular topic, um, go ahead and listen to episode number 25. You know, I have to say one of the things that I, 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 I know that I talk a lot about with all of my studio owners is that very first time that you meet a client, those first impressions, they do really, really matter. And there's a lot that you can do before the client comes into the studio that will set you up for success in that first session as well, as well as a few things that you can do after that first session that really helps to guarantee that they come back and remember that experience as a really wonderful experience that they want to have again. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Our next topic. Oh, it's it's one that comes up a lot. Um, is from episode number nine, which was all about my top five tips for marketing your studio on Instagram. Now, I know when it comes to marketing, um, our very first thought is often social media, is often Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever you see as the latest and greatest social media platform. Um, but, you know, I always hesitate to talk too much about social media because there are so many ways that you can reach clients. And often social media, depending on your business model, um, and the tools and resources that you have, it may not necessarily be the best way to market your business. Nonetheless, generally speaking, it is important for you to have visibility on social media and it for you to know how to use it as a tool in your business to drive engagement and connection with your current clients, um, your past clients, and your potential clients. So in episode number nine, I talk about how you can use the platform to get in front of your potential clients, your ideal clients, 
as well as how you can keep your existing clients engaged with your brand. So here's a top five tips for you. And of course, you can go back into those archives to get the full scoop. Okay. So number one, number one tip for Instagram, you have to show your face. I know that many of you have a hard time with being on camera and being on video, but you have many people around you who look at your beautiful face every day and they want to see you and they love to see you. And so there's no need to worry about sharing that with the rest of the world. Okay. The reason why we like to see people's faces on social media is because this is one way that one way that really deepens the connection that people have with you. And this is a business where you're in a business where you want to develop and deepen that connection. Okay. So you really definitely want to make sure that you are showing your face often. Lots of different ways you can do that. I share that in the episode. Okay. Number two, I do think it's quite helpful and important to also share testimonials and client success stories online. There's two reasons for this. Number one is you want to make sure that your potential clients are aware of what's possible for them as a client in your business, but it also helps to motivate and inspire your current clients to keep coming back. Okay. And you can do this as a photo or a video of a a client, um, or you can do it as a quote um, in a graphic. And that is a really nice thing to do. And I recommend you do that on a regular basis. You also can use some of these amazing platforms to inspire your followers. So you're very fortunate that you're in a business where you can show people very, very visually what is possible in your, in your sessions, right? If you owned another type of business, that might not be possible. So let's, let's use what we have and let's use it for our benefit. So you can inspire movement and deliver some really important and useful and insightful information about what you do and how you do it, how you teach, or even tutorials and particular exercises that can really help to get your clients to sit up and take notice and get inspired. Um, I definitely want to see you using social media to make that invitation to bring people into your studio and promote some special offers. Truly, there's a lot of potential to get a visibility and awareness um, for your studio, especially amongst your existing clients. Okay. So just a few tips there for Instagram, just a gentle reminder that, you know, there is a lot of potential for you on the, when you're use, able to use social media um, effectively and in, in a way that is manageable and aligned with your business goals. I also want to just remind you that that is not the only way that you can market your business. There are lots of other ways to get clients as well. Okay. As we're moving swiftly forward, I want to take you into the next episode, which was episode 24. This episode is all about the eight essential elements your studio website needs. But before we dive into those key elements of what you should have on your website, let's address the issue of simplicity. Okay. And this is a tip that I really encourage you to keep in mind when it comes to your website, because perhaps the biggest mistake that I see on studio websites is overwhelming people with too much information. Yep. You heard that right. You don't want to give too much information to people immediately. The goal is to share just enough information to get them to the next step, like booking that intro offer or joining your mailing list. So you'll need to be just a little bit strategic about what your visitors to your website, what they see and what you tell them. And that's where these essential elements come in. 
So what are those essential elements? There are eight of them that I encourage you to have on your website. So in my mind, and having had conversations with many different web designers and developers over the years, um, for a studio business, a studio business website, it should have these eight components. Number one is a captivating image or video showing you doing what you do, which means that if you are a, um, a studio that teaches people on equipment, then show that. If you are a studio that teaches people on mats, then show that. If you are a studio that is mostly one-on-one sessions, then show that, right? Same for group classes, show that. Because we know a picture speaks a thousand words. And when people land on the site, the first thing they're going to be looking for is confirmation that they are in the right place for what they're looking for. And a picture will do that far quicker than words can ever do. Once your, your, your visitor has, has found, seen that picture and said, yes, that's what I'm looking for, then they'll start reading. So you want to make sure that you've got a really um, compelling headline or tagline that really describes who you are and what you do. And you also want to have on that very first page, alongside that image, alongside that headline, you want to have a call to action telling that person who just landed there, who's getting confirmation they're in the right place, who's seeing your your tagline, seeing your, your headline there and saying, oh yes, that's what I want. You want to give them a call to action. You want to tell them what to do next. Okay. Then you also elsewhere on your site, not necessarily on that first page, but it could be, you also want to have just a highlight of your key offerings. So if you do privates or group classes or small group classes or online, um, online classes, you want to make sure that's very clear to the visitor. You also want to make it very easy for your clients to book your services online. We always used to say, and it still stands, you want as few clicks as possible to get from landing to buying. If you make them jump through hoops and you make it complicated and you send them down a, you know, different into very different places, or it's not a very clear path as to how you book, you'll find people will just bounce around and then leave. And we don't want that, right? Um, the other thing that is really good to have on your site in a lot of different places is some testimonials so that your your potential new clients and the website visitors um, are a bit aware, more aware of what's possible for them as your client. Um, and it used to be years ago that we would have like one page that was dedicated purely to testimonials. But now we do things slightly differently. Now what we do and what I encourage you to do is to sprinkle those testimonials um, all around your website in various different spots so that they are there to affirm to your visitor that there is a lot of possible when they become your client. The final two things I encourage you to do is to have a page just for new clients, a new client only um, page where you kind of take new clients through the need to knows of, of becoming a client, right? So what do they need to wear? Where do they need to go? What's their special offer? Um, how could they book? And that sort of thing. And, and you just kind of make one page that's very simple and straightforward and clear um, for those new clients. So they get the information that they need um, to move forward and they feel like they're kind of in the know and they're not feeling their way in the dark. Okay. Finally, your, your website visitors will might, might just want to know a little bit about who they're coming to see. So you do want to make sure you've got some information about the teachers who are teaching in your studio on the site. And critically, 
when you're writing and sharing those bios for your um, to put on your site, you want to make sure that those bios include information that is helpful to your clients to help them understand a bit more about the teacher. So what I always say is everything that you want to share about your teachers or yourself with your clients, you want to make sure you're tying that back to why that matters to your client. So who you trained with or how long you trained for is really important for sure. But what does that mean for your client? And to you, it might feel very obvious, but I do find it's it's more compelling when you kind of take the time to just make that clear and connect the dots for your clients. Okay. So in this episode, we get into each and every one of these elements separately. And and I share a few extra tips on getting those elements just right. So if you haven't heard it, go ahead and give episode 24 a listen. Okay. Now, the last episode I want to summarize for you in our one year celebration episode is all about a studio owner can get paying clients when they find themselves in a spot where you're online or you're, you know, perhaps others in your town are offering very seriously discounted or even free sessions. Now, free content has always been available, but when we all shifted into the online space early in the pandemic, it was something that really exploded. And for some people, they never really fully recovered and came have come and have come back into offering full priced classes again. And one of the most frequent questions I get asked is how do I compete with free or massively discounted sessions? And, you know, I've been very firm about this over the years, not just during the pandemic. Um, but I, I do feel very strongly that you should not be making your sessions or your services, your classes free. And there are some caveats. And if you've worked with me, you'll know exactly what those caveats are. Um, so there are some scenarios where I think it's okay and not a bad thing to offer something for free, but there are only certain scenarios where that happens. Um, and like I said, if you're a client of mine and if you're a studio owner who I've worked with, you will know exactly what they are. Um, but the reason why I'm really reluctant to encourage you to offer anything for free is when you start to give things away for free, you actually run the risk of devaluing your services in the minds of your clients and your customers. And if you do offer those sessions for free and you you are very firm on that, as I know many of you are, then what I would recommend you do is to balance that with some really strong marketing around um, the value of what you have to offer. Because what I want for you is clients that keep coming back, not people who are looking for a discount or a deal. I want people to to recognize you as an expert and and leader and the um, and talented and skilled, right? In just the way that you are. And when you offer things for free, sometimes um, that doesn't happen quite the way that you would like. Now, you get to decide if you want to compete on price or if you want to compete on value. And I only work with with teachers and studio owners who want to compete on value. Truly, when it when it comes down to it, when you try to compete based on price, um, there's really only one way to win that, um, and that is just to be the cheapest. And that usually is something that doesn't support long-term growth and value, a value-driven business. And I want to see you be in this business for a long time, right? That's why I'm here. And that's why I'm here giving you this, all of this insight and all of this information, because I want to see you build studios and businesses that 
are sustainable, that are durable, and that will stand the test of time and all of the things that come with that, right? So the name of the episode that if you want to learn a bit more about how to compete with free, um, you want to, you can go back and listen to that episode It's episode number three. And if you haven't yet listened to it, it really is full of some very actionable advice on this kind of, this topic that does come up um, quite often. So you guys, I want to say thank you again for allowing me into your cars and your homes and your, your phones and your Spotify accounts and wherever else it is that you listen to this podcast. Um, this has been a really wonderful experience for me to get to share so much insight with you and to get to get to hear back from you um, so frequently with your um, with your comments and feedback. And, you know, as always, um, if you're on my email list, you'll get an email every week from me with um, the link to the podcast. And if you've got something that you want me to talk about, um, the best way to let me know about that is just to reply to one of those emails. So I'm super excited to, to see what the second year of the Pilates Business Podcast holds and for the amazing uh, guests that I know are, are, you're going to love and that are coming up. So I hope that you, list, you loved everything that I shared with you today and, and continue to share with you. Um, links to the full episodes are right there in the show notes. So if you want to go and listen to one of those episodes I talked about today, all you need to do is go into the show notes, scroll down, find that episode, click on that and go ahead and listen. I hope that this, this episode and all of my episodes have been really, really helpful to you. And if they have, then I would like to invite you to write a quick review and rate this podcast. It would mean so much to me and it would help to get the podcast out there into our community so that more teachers and studio owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Thank you again for tuning in this year. I'm so excited to, uh, to for another year of, of insights and advice and the next thousands and thousands of downloads more. Until next time, have a great rest of your week. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm-hmm.